Good morning. I hope that you all had a wonderful week, and we pray God's blessings upon you in this new week. Amen. Well, there was a man who was walking down the road, and as he was walking along the road, he was praying, and he said, God, you know that I need some money. He, how many of you have ever been there, right? You know that I need some money, and God, if you give me some money, I'll give back to you a tithe. Sounds like a good deal. He says, God, if you give me $10, I will give you back $1. Then he said, as he continued walking down, he said, but if you give me $100, then I'll give you $10, right? Continued walking and thought to himself, no, that's too little. He said, God, if you give me a thousand dollars, I will give you back a hundred dollars. Well, the man continued walking down the road when all of a sudden he saw a brown paper bag on the side of the road. Well, on this long strip of road he went, he picked up the bag and opened it, and inside, as he counted the money, he saw $900. He started laughing, and he said, God, you're too much. You already took out your tithe. In that joke, uh, um, our sister Maria Gemma, she's not here today, she's away, but she had sent me that joke. And so thank you for the many of you when you come across these different jokes for sending it to us. God bless you. Well, this morning, if you have your Bibles, would you turn to 1 Samuel chapter 30? 1 Samuel chapter 30. And as you're turning there, in 1 Samuel chapter 30, we're told about a man named David. And you may have heard of David. David and his army were returning home. They were turning back to their camp after battle at Ziglag when they discovered that their camp had been raided. And not only were they stolen from their material possessions, but their family was missing as well. And so all of their family uh, was gone, their possessions were gone, and their camp was burned and destroyed. And so let us, uh, let us pray. Heavenly Father, indeed we thank you for this time and we thank you for your word. We just pray that you would open up our hearts and our minds to hear from you, Lord, and may you bless this time. Help us to be obedient, to respond. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. In 1 Samuel chapter 30, from verses 1 to 6, it says this, David and his men reached Ziglag on the third day. Now the Amalekites had raided the Negev and Ziglag. They had attacked Ziglag and burned it, and had taken captive the women and all who were in it, both young and old. They killed none of them, but carried them off as they went on their way. When David and his men came to Ziglag, they found it destroyed by fire, and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. So David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. 
David's two wives had been captured, Ahinoam of Zezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters, but David found strength in the Lord his God. You see, in this passage of scripture, the men had just come back, and not only were they tired, but they had found that their family was gone. Their wives, their sons, their daughters, everything was gone. Their camp had been destroyed, had been set on fire and burned. All their material possessions were gone. Everything that they needed disappeared. And so the men didn't know what to do but to weep aloud, to cry out in distress, in despair. And in that moment, in that time of great sorrow, in that time of frustration, in that time of grief, it said that the men talked about stoning David. They were blaming David for what had happened when in no way, shape, or form was this David's fault. However, he was their leader, and so they were looking to someone to blame, and it happened to be him. You see, because of how they were feeling, they were thinking of doing something that made absolutely no sense. And when I think about this, I think about this point, that we need to be careful not to make big decisions or act out when you're angry, disappointed, and or emotionally hurt. This is exactly what these men were doing. They were acting out. They were making a decision in the heat of the moment based on their emotion, based on how they were feeling. Because they were angry at the situation, they decided that they were going to stone David. He is the one that is responsible for all of this when really he had nothing to do with it. And in our own lives, as we experience different emotions, as we go through different situations of life, we need to be careful that we don't make big decisions or act out in these ways because it can lead to some dangerous things. You see, when we're angry and when we're upset, there may be a tendency for us to say things that we may regret. There may be a tendency for us to make certain comments towards people or insults or use profanity or to bring up things of the past or to use information that someone has told you in confidence against them. There are things that we can say that will hurt people. And it's important for us to understand that even though we may find forgiveness later, once words have been spoken, they cannot be taken back. And so we need to be careful not to make certain decisions or act out in verbal ways that we will later regret. In the same way, when we're angry and upset and frustrated, it's important for us to practice self-control so that we don't punch somebody out or destroy property or do something silly that later will cause negative consequences. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because in the heat of the moment, we can become so carried away and not realize the ramifications and the repercussions that come afterwards. 
And so it's important for us to practice self-control in that moment, to have control over ourselves, to refrain verbally from lashing out at someone, to refrain physically at lashing out at someone. And it's also important that we be careful not to make rash decisions in that heat of the moment, like quit your job because your boss said something you don't like. Like, break up a relationship or a marriage just because you run into a problem. To move to another city or country or, or leave where you are because of an argument that you may have had with someone. To drive drunk or drive high because you're experiencing a bad time in your life and you just need to get out. You see, in the heat of the moment, we need to be careful that we do not act out or make decisions that will often cause problems for us in the future. Whether that's with other people, whether that's legally, whatever it may be, we need to be careful. Split-second decisions can turn into a disaster and can often ruin our entire lives and can often cause us much heartbreak, heartache, and problems that we really don't need. But instead, when you do experience anger, frustration, disappointment, all of those, take a moment and maybe just walk away. Walk away and pray and ask God to help you to have a clear mind. Take a few deep breaths. Put things in perspective. Ask God to help you. Call somebody that you trust, that you can confide in, that can help you think clearly in that moment maybe when you aren't. But do not act out because you may later regret something that you do in that moment. So the men were angry and they wanted to stone David, but it says David found strength in the Lord. David found strength in the Lord his God. And so in carrying on in verses 7 and 8, we read, Then David said to Abathar the priest, the son of Amalek, Bring me the ephod. Abathar brought it to him, and David inquired the Lord, Shall I pursue this raiding party? Will I overtake them? Pursue them, he answered. I will certainly overtake them, and you will certainly overtake them and succeed in the rescue. You see, before David did any sort of thing, he consulted the Lord. It said he inquired of the Lord. That is, he prayed and he asked God, what should I do? Now, the men would have probably thought in their anger, in their frustration, we need to go. We need to go and find this party. We need to go find these people. We need to destroy them, destroy everything that they have. We need to just go. But before David, the leader, said, yes, let's go, it says that he inquired of the Lord. You see, before making any decisions, before we do anything, we need to pray and we need to seek God's will. We need to pray and we need to seek God's will for what it is that he would have us to do, what it is that he wants from us. And that's the next point for us to continue to look to God and to ask him to reveal himself to us, to ask him to give us direction and guidance, to ask him to help us to know what his will for our lives is. 
It says that David inquired of the Lord. He asked Abathar the priest to bring the ephod. And in case you don't know what the ephod was, the ephod was an elaborate garment that the priests would often wear. It was almost like a vest that the priests would wear when they went before the Lord. And so David reverently and humbly approached God, seeking direction, seeking God's guidance, seeking an answer from the Lord. And I want to encourage you that before you do anything, before you make certain decisions in your life, before you go certain places, before you do certain things, that you need to pray and fast and seek God's will, to ask what it is that you want me to do, Lord. Lead me, guide me, and direct me. And there are so many different situations that we encounter in life that we may just want to do certain things or go certain places or, or engage in certain activities, but it's important for us not to do what we want to do, but to do God's will. To say, God, this may be what I want to do, but reveal your will to me because it's all about you. And so we need to seek God. Seek God for the college or university you should apply to. Seek God for the person that you should date or that you should marry. Seek God for the specific job or career you should get into. Seek God for the choices or the decisions that you should make. Seek God for the ministry you should get involved into. Whatever you do, make sure you seek the Lord. So David prays and he gets confirmation from the Lord that indeed they need to go after the people that took their family and took their possession and burned their camp. And so continuing on in verse 9, it says this, And David and the 600 men with him came to the Besor Ravine, where some stayed behind. For 200 men were too exhausted to cross the ravine. But David and 400 men continued the pursuit. They found an Egyptian in a field and brought him to David. They gave him water to drink and food to eat, part of a cake of pressed figs and two cakes of raisins. He ate and was revived, for he had not eaten any food or drunk any water for three days and three nights. David asked him, to whom do you belong? And where do you come from? He said, I am an Egyptian, the slave of an Amalekite. My master abandoned me when I became ill three days ago. We raided the Negev of the Keratites and the territory belonging to Judah and the Negev of Caleb, and we burnt Ziglag. David asked him, can you lead me down to this raiding party? He answered, Swear to me before God that you will not kill me or hand me over to my master, and I will take you down to them. So as they were on their way in pursuit of the group of people who they didn't know who it was that did this to them, they come across this Egyptian slave lying in the bushes, this man who was partly dead, and, and they help him. They help him and they do for him what he needs in order to revive him. And that is in that situation, give him something to drink and something to eat. And what we can learn from this point is that we need to learn to help others when you can, 
even when they're not in a position to repay you. Learn to help others when you can, even when they're not in a position to repay you. Now, some of you may say, well, David wanted something from this Egyptian slave. Because clearly, David asked him who you are and realized that he was part of that raiding party and can you lead me to the the people? And of course, they, they end up making this deal. But before that even happened, notice that in the scripture, before David even asks the man, who are you? Where did you come from? How did you end up in this situation? It says that they saw this Egyptian, noticed that he was in distress. They gave him water to drink and something to eat. Before anything else they found out about him, they saw his need and they helped him. You see, David didn't know that this man would be able to help him. David and the others did not know that this man had information that could lead to their family. But instead, they saw someone who was in need and they helped him. And you know, too often, we may help people with ulterior motives. Too often we may help people if there's something in it for us, right? You need that, well, what's in it for me? You want me to do that, well, what do I get in return for it? There are too many times where we may help, but we may expect something in return, right? You see, God wants us to help when we can, even when there's nothing in it for us to help when we can, even when we, can, we know that the person that we're helping or the group of people we're helping cannot repay us. And you know, the beautiful thing is, is that when we help and we are being totally selfless and we are being generous and we are being genuine in our help, that God will reward us more than man ever will. God will give us back more than anyone could ever bless us with. And he sees our hearts and he will reward us. And so learn to help others when you can, even when they're not in a position to repay you. So David and his men helped this Egyptian man with a kind attitude and later after learned that he knows about the situation and knows where the group is that took their wives and their children. And so after finding this out, they made a deal. They decide that they are going to help each other and and make this deal. And so in verse 16 onwards it says, he led David down and they were scattered over the countryside, eating, drinking, and reveling because of the great amount of plunder they had taken from the land of the Philistines and from Judah. David fought them from dusk until the evening of the next day, and none of them got away except 400 young men who rode off on camels and fled. David recovered everything the Amalekites had taken, including his two wives, Nothing was missing, young or old, boy or girl, plunder or anything else they had taken. David brought back everything. He took all the flocks and herds, and his men drove them ahead of the outer livestock, the other livestock, saying, this is David's plunder. 
You see, in them being able to be led to the group of people, that is the Amalekites who had stolen from them and burned their land, they fought the battle that God told them to go and fight. And not only did they defeat this group of people, the Amalekites, in this time here, but it says that they got back everything that they had lost. They got back their wives. They got back their sons and their daughters. They got back their livestock. They got back their material possessions. It says that nothing was missing. They got it back. And you see, as I think about this, I think about the fact that they were restored. And the meaning of to restore something means to return to someone or something, to a former condition, place, or position. To restore something. David and his men were restored of what was taken away, of what was lost, of what they were wrongfully robbed of. And as I read the fact that David and his men were restored, I too want to say, may the Lord restore you to that which was taken away. May the Lord restore you to the things that were taken away. And what do I mean by that? Is there are things that have been taken away from you, maybe wrongfully, maybe by someone's doing or your own doing, but may the Lord help to restore those things to you. May you ask the Lord to help to restore your honor and your dignity. May you ask him to restore your marriage and your family. May you ask him to help to restore a dream that you once had that maybe became broken. May you ask the Lord to help to restore your finances that have dwindled down. May you ask him to restore your peace. May you ask him to restore your health because of a health situation that you're experiencing. May you ask him to restore your reputation because of something that has happened. Or maybe simply this morning, you need to say, Lord, I need you to restore my faith. I need you, Lord, to restore my faith. Because I have faith, but Lord, there it's been a while. It's been a while and things haven't been good. And maybe today you need to say, Lord, restore my faith in you. Restore my relationship with you because that is the most important thing. May the Lord indeed restore to you that which has been taken away. There are many of you who have gone through much difficulty in your life. From a child, you've experienced disappointment. You have experienced troubles. You have experienced things that no one should experience or have to go through. But may the Lord restore to you what you have lost. May he bless you beyond measure. There's a beautiful story about a man named Job. And the story itself is not so beautiful because it talks about the fact that Job lost everything from his children to his material possessions, his health uh, was just shattered. He had lost everything. Even his wife turned on him. His friends told him that he should just give up. All of those things. Yet he remained faithful to the Lord. And in the end, it says that God restored to him everything that he lost. And he was restored twice as much as he had before. You see, when we are faithful to God, he will be faithful to us. When we seek him first, 
first and when we place all of our needs into his hands and we seek his will and his direction for our lives, when we put him first in everything, he will take care of our needs. And may you ask the Lord indeed to help you in these different ways to continue to look to him. David and his men experienced difficulty, but they remained faithful to God and God restored them. Be careful not to make big decisions or act out when you're angry, disappointed, and or emotionally hurt. Before doing anything, pray and seek God's will. Learn to help others when you can, even when they're not in a position to repay you. And may the Lord restore to you that which was taken away. Let us pray. Father, indeed, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for the truths that we can learn from this passage of scripture. And indeed, Lord, we thank you as we are reminded that you are a faithful God, that you are good all the time, that no matter what we go through, that we can look to you. And Father, we pray that you would help us, help us in every area, oh God, to, to, to continue to be mindful of the things that we do even when we're angry and upset, that you would help us, God, to seek your will, that you would help us to help others as you would help them, oh God, and that, Lord, you would restore to us the things that have been taken away, and we pray for your blessings, we pray for your help, and we pray for your peace. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen.